0: Hello and welcome to ADIPEC Energy Dialogues, a series of conversations we're bringing you in the run-up to ADIPEC 2020, taking place this November. Uh, Energy Dialogues is an engagement with leading industry experts and advisors to the global oil and gas industry on the latest developments affecting the sector with a specific focus today on innovation in the digital arena. And today, I'm delighted to be joined by David Smethers, the former chief technology officer for the energy vertical for Hitachi Vantara, which is the digital arm of Hitachi. Uh, David, welcome to Energy Dialogues. Thank you, Jeffrey, glad to be here. Now, just prior to the pandemic, uh, your role included engagement with oil and gas, energy and uh, concerns from around the world uh, in in context of uh, the embracing digital innovation. I wonder if you could characterize uh, Prior to, just prior to the pandemic, the overall digital readiness for of the industry to embrace uh, digitally driven change.
1: Right, so, there, um, and it, my role was truly global and the conversations, um, I saw a very broad range. Depending on what part of the world, they were certainly in much better shape. Uh, in Europe, uh, there was definitely a push to be able to manage and measure their business better. In North America, long-term investments, especially upstream. But the interesting part since COVID has started is those that have been most ready are actually managing better, which is also accelerating now this agenda for digitization, which has been quite interesting. Now when you say ready for
0: digital change, I wonder if you might characterize that uh, a, a bit further for me. What, what does it uh, what, what does that mean? In, in other words, if if I were engaging or we were in, in having a meeting with an oil and gas concern, how would you gauge their actual readiness to deal with digital change?
1: Sure. So in regards to action, I use the term manage and measure. That means the information they are gathering. So the data, data management and data ingestion, and be able to do something with that information is more important, is really important these days, not just from the the asset coming from a wellhead, but the communication within the company, within their supply chain, within the collaboration as a services company works with an upstream company. Um, And so be able to do that and also work with partners that for instance, maybe providing the ability to real time data capture. So you're you know, looking at, say, monitoring a pipeline or doing various types of monitoring, you know, that ability, that remoteness. So if you think of what the digital oil field vision was many years ago, was that ability to have a level of automation to remove risk, better access to information, better decision making. That's there. You know, companies are ahead with that, but s- certainly other regions in the world are a little further along it's Mm -hmm. not that we've been laggards in the industry it's still we're looking at those outcome driven um, ideas from our technology
0: now if we move beyond the upstream to the midstream is there is there a
1: difference or a distinction there yes so upstream was always the um, the side of the business both on the i.t side so back office as well as any ways of improving and lowering those costs of acquire of of, you know their, their whole development programs and because they are collaborating with partners like the drilling companies and services companies. They've invested. And what we've seen recently though, in the last year or so, midstream have looked at artificial intelligence to improve that process of bringing a pipeline on or shutting it down for any kind of servicing or or dealing with various issues. And, And that's really important, Jeffrey, because the time to be able to manage that, shortening that cycle, reduces again a lot of the risk as they manage flow and pressure.
0: And it's not just uh, flow and pressure too, uh, but there's an energy consumption that goes along with uh, pushing product through a pipeline. And in an era of uh, attention to low carbon emissions, reduction in energy usage in, in these assets actually is accretive to an energy carbon budget that, that a company may Absolutely. have in place.
1: Absolutely. And you know uh, well, you and I were on a panel earlier this year, and certainly the whole idea of managing and measuring the business. When you look at climate change, you look at managing the the information uh, as companies start uh, vocalizing being zero emissions in 30 years and so if you have all these pieces together you are certainly managing and measuring much better and taking out that risk and so
0: during the as the energy industry goes through its cycles uh, different economic drivers rise in importance and others fall what which drivers are actually the most important uh, uh, in the uh, cycle today is it is it a reduction in cost Is it improving volumes? Is it uh, uh, improving sustainability?
1: Um, Well, every time I'm being asked a a similar question, I think of cumulative effects. So the the whole model around the economics of doing anything in the oil and gas industry, the environmental impact, and of course the uh, social impact. And when I look at um, the oil and gas industry today, they are um, most concerned obviously about cost but they're also um, the risk part of it. I was part of a, a conversation last year where the reinsurers were trying to understand how they better ensure the risk in an energy uh, environment. And when I look at um, the, the ability for these companies to focus on digital tr- transformation, what's come up in a lot of recent conversations is the more you digitize, the higher risk you, you create in that world of cybersecurity. So in, in all honesty, They're seeing these operations outcomes come together, but they're, they're, you know, the technology OT side of things uh, is starting to come into balance. And now that's where I'm saying what I've seen just since COVID started, the conversation is going more operations focused. That includes a cost benefit.
0: Uh, the uh, some infrastructure in oil and gas, of course, has been in place for many, many years. I'm thinking about uh, offshore platforms oil refineries
1: and other plant. Uh,
0: how ready are these facilities to cope with digital
1: change? Right. So I'm going to go just from my experience because I, don't, I, I um, want to look at what I uh, as a part of an event earlier this year in the North Sea um, commentating or commenting and having a conversation around that. Um, There are ways to digitize that video uh, analytics and surveillance is one of those areas. Certainly you're seeing that in the downstream side in North America where formal digital planning started uh, early last year. And so so they're finding ways and having, instead of ripping and replacing, they are finding different ways to be able to to improve on um, any kind of predictive failures on pumps et cetera, and even managing the supply chain of those environments.
0: And is, is that uh, driven by the availability of a digital infrastructure on site or are yes. those organizations leveraging, uh, say, uh, assets that may be available to them in a
1: cloud environment? Well, the cloud environment is, um, and that's a really good point. The cloud environment's given them that opportunity to scale and to standardize. So if I had a refinery in North America and I had other operations outside of that, I was able to take advantage of that. I was able to duplicate a lot of what I've already invested in. And as I say, one of the busiest areas that we had as a group uh, in the last three years was the video analytics side of it. And and this, they could take advantage of the smart cameras they already may have had in place with security. They're now putting that into an operational role.
0: And and the use of those cameras, for instance, could be to assist with um, uh, scheduling and, and managing the arrival of uh, vessels, for instance, in an offshore setting, in addition Absolutely. to uh, vapor detection of um, rogue emissions, that sort of thing?
1: Yes, because the technology has advanced a lot and, and one of the comments I'll certainly say in this former role, we really wanted to deal with current state. So technology that was available today And we really called it edge to outcome. We were working with existing infrastructure and adding with what could be delivered today. um, Sometimes as a service because you looked at the CapEx OpEx models that customers were experiencing going back to your earlier question about cost management. Cost management also means, though, that you have something that's sustainable and scalable and so they'll they'll reap those rewards. Um, And again, it's certainly happening right now as we are adjusting the business plans based on demand and price and all those things. And what I'm, the common theme I'm hearing is, let's start reducing those peaks and valleys as we get post COVID and common theme right now is the demand will go back considerably, but let's be better prepared.
0: And, and uh, of the technologies that are out there, I mean, there are literally hundreds of digital innovations available to uh, to 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 industry. Uh, were there were there any that were particularly on point or um, more readily adopted or used by oil and gas as a uh, as a way of getting into uh, the uh, digital world?
1: Um- I'll go back to the, uh, the big conversations were last year, of course, big data. So the data big management data. side, big data was probably top of mind. Um, and I can honestly say hundred percent of the conversations I would have either with ministries uh, that were focused on energy to large oil and gas, the data management side was still a concern and realizing that they had a lot of big data that they were looking at these IoT strategies um and wanting to be able to do more with them better insight and i know that even though we the iot agenda has been going for a few years um i certainly even saw at the world iot congress a lot of better outcomes especially in 2019 uh that we were a part of as well as with partners and so i would say that that still remains if you even follow any of the blogs etc the data side is really important
0: and um, beyond data, of course, uh, big data uh, that drives us into uh, people who really understand data. So data science and, and the like. Is that a, a, a tr- an element of the story here around big data?
1: Uh, yes, it is. But what's really interesting and which I'm really was glad to see the oil and gas companies came to realize not only are they going to borrow success in the horizontal world of technology and put the vertical context they're also moving around the employee. So from a role point of view, we were seeing these crossover groups. So you'd see someone from the field, someone with a little more technology focus, and they're now collaborating internally along with their partners. And the nice thing was when I was referring to edge to outcome, focusing on what what is the outcome you're looking for, and then look at what you can do to enable that instead of these things, these uh, expectations out of the box that have limitations and so you know being that translator was really a big part of my role because if i'm a senior executive i don't want to hear more about product i want to hear more about outcomes and uh in,
0: the, in that that uh, raises a good question in that outcome what uh, that question about outcomes what was the outcome that uh, big data was uh, held out as the uh, the the way to get to a specific solution what, what what was the prize that that most oil and gas
1: companies were aiming at through Uh, understanding their data resources. Sure, sure. I'll give you a good example. Mm. Um, In not so long ago, as we were gathering that data and doing the analytics, there were big delays. We know time, it could be weeks. So we were bringing weeks down to minutes. And so you know what that, uh, that operational dollar per hour costs in an upstream environment, just time alone was one. Other scenarios were preventive. So getting, you know reducing the number of safety incidents, for instance, as right. people are now actually monitoring their work through video analytics and seeing that real time. Uh, right down to the well bore, you know, as they're drilling uh, um, and looking at getting, bringing a well on, anything in reducing uh, incidents and or time, big savings, right? And some even further downstream, when you're looking at, um, they're redoing with this big data what a reservoir potentially, um, what its life looks like. You know, and you know, that was a big dream that is starting to become a reality.
0: And of course, t- hand in hand with big data is uh, the ability to interpret uh, that data, which yes. I suspect is uh, another element. What, what innovations were you seeing that were uh, in tandem with, with big data for the interpretation of, of, of those, uh, those data assets?
1: Well, are you? Uh, is the question more on the on the subsurface, like the G and G world, the geological and geophysical side? Well, of that's course, already been well, 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 um, that really wasn't a big part of that. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, the advancement of that part of the world has been a strong suit upstream, right? It's more about um, you've now got your your flow, and you've got you know putting into pipelines. You're doing various. You're actually managing that asset um, and all the supply chain that goes with it. I mean, you and I have had conversations even about uh, looking at the blockchain, different ways yeah. of, of bringing some efficiency from the financial side to the operational side.
0: Yeah, so and, it's really big big data, <coughs> big data meets big compute, um, right. which uh, which was all, you know the the subsurface always had that. Now we actually can bring those that, that that world together for
1: other parts of the industry. That's right. And you think of an asset team in in an oil and gas company, you know, all of them being uh, you know quote unquote on the same page. Um, is more of a reality. And they can also do that, just like you and I are doing that today, um, they can do it remotely, right? And and as I say, many of the conversations are, we've been working at this for a number of years, we're now testing it in this current environment, and we're now being able to identify some of these areas that we can accelerate or invest in that makes more sense, right? But I'll go back to that translating part, Jeffrey, we're, we're uh, even in the conversations advisory work today, it's not about, talking technology for the sake of technology. It really is taking a look at what are we wanting to solve, right? Predictive failure in a pump on a, you know, reducing time on a shutdown. You know, those, those, are, those are things that makes a lot of sense for the business people. Let's turn now to this
0: question of how the pandemic uh, has disrupted uh, plans to uh, invest in digital or drive digital change. And, and the pandemic can have a couple effects, I, I believe. One, one would be to accelerate an existing agenda. Another uh, may be to uh, take the agenda and move it in a quite different direction because um, it's, uh, it's a high, my hypothesis would be very, very few oil and gas concerns had built their digital innovation plans around the potential threat of a pandemic. Uh, and so there's been a need to kind of re-vector here uh, help me understand a bit how you see the, the, the impact of the pandemic on, on oil and gas.
1: Okay, certainly. So, I'm going to base it actually on conversations from, uh, well, things were somewhat normal in January to today. And, and why I say that is we already knew that the industry based on demand and oil prices were struggling. Um, so a lot of the, the uh, oil and gas companies were already looking at different ways to manage through a cycle. And so uh, the, the demand again, depending on what the balance sheet looked like, and you know, every company was different, every parts of the world were different. um, There was this concern around what was demand going to be like based on price. And you look at, you know, the the whole shale um, business in the U S you know, there's a a lot of things in play at the beginning of the year. So now um, what we, what I am seeing firsthand is the realization that the investment of digital, based on today's market and cost is is a lot less than it was before but let's pick the ones the game will go back to these outcome driven ideas let's look at where that comes into play for our business right and and certainly in the North American marketplace um, that is still an investment but you now have operations finance and IT working together this is not I repeat, not a a technology play here, it is an operations improvement play. And and improvement versus change. And and I think uh, a lot of people come to realize that. And as a matter of fact, a couple of senior people I've talked to are quite pleased at how they're um, even demographically across the board, those that are working from home are doing a great job of leveraging the technology they have or understanding the conversation of what they need. It's been the
0: it's been the practice in the uh, in the industry that individuals uh, working on a project will congregate onto a project team in a specific location uh, mm-hmm. to do that work. Obviously, that's no longer practical or possible. Does this mean that uh, for the most part, uh, project work that had been underway has been shut down, or are companies pushing through and and saying, well? you know, we're, we we don't have a choice, we are, are are going to live through this pandemic, we may as well keep to business as usual. How how do you characterize or how are you seeing uh, companies react in that fashion? Are we seeing projects uh,
1: shut down? Or are they being accelerated? Um, my, my uh, again, I'll go from personal experience. Uh, as soon as this all came on, projects did shut down, it was more a reaction, the world did not understand what they're up against. And, but many of the business side said, hey, you know, we just can't, Totally drop everything. We need right. to. We need a plan, and um, and you often would hear the terminology the new normal, um, and now the new normal is going to be a better view of how we manage things. And so, what I've been seeing is we uh, people have accepted that the group um, side of things from a project point of view um, will be a little bit different. But what is quite interesting, there are a few companies with project project management focus that integrates with the other components of their business, um, accelerating, doing very well. I, I uh, you know, there's a couple in play today that I know even with the current challenges are still growing because the, the, this, you know, particular companies, um, that are based uh, that are global companies, they're not huge, but they've got a niche area that they are addressing, um, as part of the digital side of it. So very project focused, and that that seems to be a gap that's getting filled. Was pre or pre pre COVID, now certainly um, earning its stripes as um, the uh, as this continues. And you know the latest information is it will continue well into 2021. And then the, we now have new business practices that we could manage any major change. I I think. And uh, relative to um, uh, just be, uh, thinking about uh, social distancing
0: phenomenon, relative to uh, the the normal of uh, video conferencing now, which is a, a standard way of, uh, of business engagement, mm-hmm. uh, what other d- innovations have you seen that have had particularly positive and, and, and immediate impact on the fortunes of the industry during the pandemic?
1: Wow, that's a very good question, Jeffrey. Um... Uh, it, it almost all seems to be um, uh, the urgency around communication. In, in all honesty, uh, some of these, like I mentioned, about the project side or the cybersecurity side, because you know people are uh, conversing. What are my risks and the things along those lines? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say firsthand, um, nothing really stands out. It, one area is accelerating another, and, and as I say, right now in some recent conversations in industry. Uh, The cybersecurity part um, has done well for. We mentioned big data before. Um, If you're really going to delve into the data you have and create an exponential amount more of data, that cybersecurity strategy is going to be very important, uh, more so than it ever has been, um, because the more uh, the companies invest in that level of automation. um, But otherwise, you know, and I think this is actually a good thing because. I mentioned the word POC versus POV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the industry is a little tired of of getting more concepts. They would prefer value, and and I think those topics that were um, bantered around in the last three years we mentioned before IoT and and big data and et cetera, They're now getting some maturity that show benefit. So that's a,
0: a real positive. You know, one thing I have noticed uh, is that contact tra- contact tracing which yes. is a, a public health uh, feature for, in many economies, try and yeah. track down where people have been. Uh, that's a, a, a capability that is, uh, could prove to be very valuable in a company context, particularly one where there's a lot of contractors and, uh, and, and uh, other non-permanent employees who are working in, in contact with a permanent employee base. Um, yes. that, that sort of contact tracing becomes a, an element of a company's response to the pandemic, uh, which uh, could itself be uh, digitally enabled.
1: That's a very good point actually. And there we were uh, working on uh, a similar project like that in South Africa. Um, and a lot of it being because of the contractor situation and of identifying roles in different places and, and again, how they would pay and manage the, the, um, uh, all the resources they had. And be able to manage the ups, the peaks, and the valleys through that cycle.
0: Now, the pandemic, there uh, as we all know, is having a very, very profound effect uh, in the short term. Um, what is the uh, what is your longer term outlook uh, for these uh, these digitally driven changes now in oil and gas? Are they likely to stay permanent? Will are there or are they temporary and they'll be rolled back as we you know a vaccine eventually emerges, uh, and we 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 have the opportunity to go back to the way things were uh, right. are, are these digital changes actually likely to be more permanent than we think
1: right and well and that is a, a again a very good question and, and one that is being um, asked quite a bit these days because I think the what we knew prior to the pandemic um, is in the past I, I think the best practices. I think of a lot of the um, business people today that are, um, uh, whether they're in the consulting side of things, et cetera, mm-hmm. realize that this was a big reset, and this reset means you know we had a lot of these things available. The um, the sense of urgency wasn't there. Now, when we are really looking into this, um, we can't afford to step back or, or return back to anything that was quote unquote the normal. And so, and, and these these not only from the conversations, it's also from uh, an, one thing in, in the COVID world, you have a lot more time to read, um, to see and 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 have a conversation like this, whether and and of course great reports are coming out even from the large uh, oil and gas companies who are very cognizant of the next 30 years, you know, going to renewables, et cetera. So that new normal, which I'm not really fond of, but let's just say the new reality, I think over the next five to 10 years, because oil and gas demand, we know fossil fuel demand, matter of fact, in one of the recent articles, you know, 84 percent of the energy is still requiring fossil fuel and you have your petroleum-based products. We just need to manage it better and this reset and digital is giving us that opportunity to show the world that we are managing, and measuring much better than uh, people understand. So these, this is a good story. But all of us wake up with an energy expectation that lights will work and cars will work, whether they're electric or otherwise. Um, you know, that, this is where the future is going. It, it's just giving us that, um, that step up
0: and uh, in as you kind of look forward to the uh, to the future with these digital in innovations in place what what is the outlook for um talent and people who are working in the industry should they be should they be planning uh and adding to their own personal skill set uh, so that they are say more uh, future proof and as the uh, as the world unfolds
1: i i absolutely think so i mean regardless of demographic um I just see how people operate um, with their personal computers, with their phones or smartphones. This is just an extension of that. And as people start to understand, because a lot of this is pervasive, right? So even the analytics, when the data they're creating and they're now looking at reports, I mean, a lot of the new technology, the artificial intelligence technology, it is much easier to manage, it is in the cloud, it is very scalable and it certainly meets those the ability to standardize regardless, again, of the demographic. You know, the my kids age, they're either in university or finished university. Uh, you know, they'll say they understand it better. But in reality, the combination of the field and operations experience and the technology enablement, um, I think people have already started. I think that kind of training and that availability, I mean, I even look what you've been involved in to continue to update people on what these technologies really are and why they're important. Right. People are learning whether it's a formal course, et cetera. There's a lot of uh, available information. And I think people are doing more of that. And the pandemic's lent that opportunity to do that. Matter of fact, companies have kept people so they can get retrained better.
0: Uh, There's uh, the talent that we need to run the industry because of the transition effect as we go through uh, from from today to to the future. We're going to need uh, effectively a a new skill set for our future world. But we also have to maintain the skills that we have for our existing world, and getting that balance right is is a critical new risk what What other risks aside from that talent risk and and of course you've mentioned cyber risks which are rising uh, what other risks are are top of mind for you when you think about the introduction of digital innovations
1: into into this industry right um, the The big risk that I think is um, being recognized is how how they ensure that risk, meaning um, you know, operationally, uh, it's such a capital intensive industry. And so, you know, the, the economic models are changing. And so, um, the, the, the risk is now that people that are going to lead, um, and be, uh, lead these companies are going to have to be not only resourceful, but they're also going to, um, have to take on a whole new leadership style, I think, because that this transition uh, into the future of energy uh, is what we're talking about today. And, and digital is important to that. But the leadership side of it. And, and I just know because, you know, demographically, um, of the leaders I was a part of over the last 30 years, that a lot of them are transitioning out. And I know even search firms that I've had recent conversations with um, are also wanting to know what the digital leadership will look like um, what type of advisory they're going to have, and how well informed they are of what risk means. Is it on the health and safety side? Is it on the financial side, right? Am I actually able to report better you know, with all this technology? Um, so I, I would say that that is a big concern, is we've got to know that we're leading, communicating uh, in an area that people rely on, whether you're in a developing country or you're in a first world country.
0: Uh, David, I'd like to thank you for uh, coming on Energy Dialogues today and sharing your perspectives around uh, the world of digital in oil and
1: gas. My pleasure, Jeffrey. Uh,
0: This has been another episode of Energy Dialogues and uh, join us again uh, for future episodes as we uh, carry out these uh, interviews and conversations with leading experts and analysts in the uh, uh, industrial world in the run up to ADAPEC 2020. Bye for now.